Praise the Lord. There we go. Okay. Oh. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah, like I say, you know, I'm always going to tell you this. Your Bible's laid out perfectly historically. Genesis to Revelation. There's no jumbling up anywhere. It's a timeline. And this is not a fairy tale up here. If that's a fairy tale, then Jesus is a fairy tale because he said in the beginning he made a male and female. They weren't amoebas or whatever. I mean, it's so funny. If you go back and look and just, just go look, look the science is on our side. But see, they try to, it's like fake news. They try to get you conditioned and say, the scientist, I'm an atheist because I'm a scientist. <laughs> no, you're an atheist because of choice. Because if you were a scientist, you'd figure out God made all this stuff. It's intelligent design. Remember, have you heard that before? Yeah, I've heard that before. And they try to not, not, not mention it. But, but see, the smart atheists are, are like, well, I'm just neutral, whatever. And they'll figure out in the long run. But anyway, but they go, yeah, it is intelligent design. Those silly amoebas and all that kind of stuff, little smallest things, they got stator valves and stuff like that. There's too much design in these little tiny things. It's like somebody, somebody had a plan. Anyway, from beginning to, re- to, to Revelation here, you can see. Now, we're going to pick up here on this historic timeline because we're, we're here for nothing if, uh, as we say, we don't believe in this stuff. But we do. Let's go to the book of Hebrews. And I want to go to 13 first. Hebrews chapter 13. Let's look what we see here in verse 1. Now, this is the letter. It wouldn't take but a few minutes to read. Don't let the things just blind you. It's like, you know, the Lord, there's, sp- the, the, there's angels all around us, okay? And just like there's angels, there's stupid demons too, okay? And they will lull you to sleep, you know, in your life. Try to get us not to read the Bible. Because, see, the, the, Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. You find out what these promises are, you're free. The, ta- the back end of the book of Hebrews, this is his basically goodbye, you know, you know, tell so-and-so I love you and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Toward the end of this, he says, continue to love one another with true brotherly love. Don't forget to be kind to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Oh, yeah, those little cracker barrel things. Real angels. I'm telling you, they're there. They're, for, they're around you and I. Jesus talking about a little child one time. He said, don't be like a millstone tied around somebody's head if you offend one of these little ones. Okay? But little ones, we're still little ones today. He says, for their angel is always beholding the face of the, of, of their, of the Father. You know, there was, so you've got angels. That's the reason you see pictures where people that knew that, they're drawing pictures of little kids playing, and there's these huge angels around them. Praise the Lord. That's right out of Matthew chapter 20. I think it is. No, it's 18. 18. But anyway. 18, 20 right there. But anyway. Look at that. He, did, he, he didn't say, no, I know you won't believe this. No, he says, because some of you have entertained angels, didn't even know it. Oh, it happens once a, once a lifetime. No, it doesn't. Probably happened between here and oh, when you got here, you know. The sheriff that was following the Lord was probably an angel, praise the Lord. Come on here, brother. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, just, it's just, this is facts. Anyway, and he says, don't forget about those in jail. You know, no, we're in jail. Eh? No, you believe it or not, there's a lot of people that really, and, and if God touches your heart, you'll wind up going to go tell some people about, about Jesus there. Suffer with them as though you were in there yourself. Wow. Share their sorrow of those being there, being mistreated, for you know what they're going through. Okay, then he says, uh, honor your marriage and its vows. Be pure for uh, God will surely punish those who, uh, he goes on and says, uh, who are immoral and whatever this kind of stuff, and adultery. Okay. Uh, stay away from the love of all money. Uh, look at this. Be satisfied with what you have. For God said, I'll never leave you. I'll, I will never, never fail you or forsake you. Well, that's a myth. Oh, no, you may be acting like it's a myth, but don't. That picture is Revelation 3.20. That's your door right there. That's written to Christians. It's not written to people that are lost. Although he leaves the 99 and goes after those. This, we have the door shut. Remember, that verse says, if any man will open the door. And he was written to the church of Philadelphia. Or Laodicea, whichever one it was. Only one of seven. You can figure it out. Revelation 3.20. 
We need to keep the door open. He said, I'll come in and dine with him and he with me. Knows I'll come in and I'll set up, you know, I'll just live with him. Look at that. The Lord is my helper. And I'm not afraid of anything that mere man can do to me. Notice he didn't say, he, the Lord is my guarantee I'm going to heaven. Where do you have that nailed? We have that nailed. We're going to heaven. Praise the Lord. <sighs> Think about that. If you said the Lord is my shepherd, that's the 23rd Psalm. Yeah. I shall not want. He makes me lie down. See, that's a 24-hour every second of the day thing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Boy, sure's a crappy place I'm at today. Look for the green pastures. You know? He leads me beside the raging. No, the still waters. If it's raging, look for Jesus to calm it. Everybody in the boat went, who is this guy? Even the wind and waves obey him. Anyway, look where we're going. I know you see it already. Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that's come from their lives and try to trust the Lord as they do. Okay. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So whatever we find in the scriptures, this historic book here, praise the Lord. It just... Praise God, I got that too. It's, it's, it's for me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's go, let's just go straight to it. Let's go, let me lay this out a little bit. The book of Genesis tracks out from the beginning. Remember, he named Eve in chapter 3, right after y'all got to get out of the garden, okay. He named her Eve because she was going to be the mother of his children. No, the mother of all living. Wow. Yeah, but Richard, you can't possibly... Raise anything and see how fast your genealogy goes. You know, raise worms. I don't care. You start somewhere and it's going to be a tree. It's going to take off. You do the math in the back of your head or you can go look up on. Why don't you want to bother? Do the math in your head and you tell me how many great grandkids Adam would have if he just had five girls and five boys. And each one of them had the same five and five and five. Guess how far by great grandkids. It was already a thousand. No, go do it. So we just, we just, uh, I don't know the numbers. Well, do you know the numbers in your checkbook? Yeah. Well, you can do the numbers here. Instead of just thinking, well, it can't be, it can't be, it can't. That's the reason that chart back there in the back showing you the genealogy and, and the history of the Bible stuff is just so fantastic. Anyway, Genesis chapter one, creation, Adam and Eve, okay? Just make a million of them. No, he told them he wanted a family. He wanted a family, okay? But anyway. By the time you get to the, uh, the sixth chapter, there's a flood. Noah's already mentioned in the, uh, the end of the fifth chapter. Anyway, sixth chapter, the, the, there's a flood. By the eighth chapter, they're still on the boat. By the ninth chapter, they're out and they're populating the earth. And then, of course, by the tenth chapter, there's the Tower of Babel. Chapter 11 is another genealogy coming down from uh, Noah all the way down to where they were. And the whole world's been populated at this time. There's also, if you didn't know it, there's a... Oh, he named, one of them said he names his sons uh, something and something because the world at that time was divided. What happened? A lot of things going on. But if you don't ever read the Bible and, or treat this as history, matter of fact, if you knock out the book of Genesis, you can take out Jesus. He quoted more from Genesis than any other place. Before Abraham was, I am, Jesus said. The Pharisees said, you're not even 50 years old. Have you seen Abraham? That's why he said before Abraham was, I am. You know. Man, Wow. He said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Abraham's dead and gone. Well, how come Moses popped in the scene when Jesus was standing on the mountain transfiguration? And so did Elisha. See, when you pass out of here, you're just not here. In a little while, you won't be at church. You're going to go home. It's the same thing. You're somewhere, praise the Lord. And we're going to ask it from the body. We're going to be present 
with the Lord. Okay, so that's going to bring us down through real quickly here. When you get to Exodus, you could just assume that's Exodus, what it is. It's a mass Exodus. They got out of Egypt, didn't they? Okay, and then uh, this is all tied together. Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is nothing but a speech. It's a recap of what happened from here to here. They're standing there looking at the promised land after 40 years. And Mo- Moses is saying, okay, y'all are going in this time. Anyway, when they get there and Joshua, man, I mean, they kicked tail. They wiped everybody out. It was a great campaign. They, I mean, they took over the promised land, just like the Lord said. Went down fast right after Joshua died. Went down fast. They started worshiping every piece of tree and wood and whatever. And quit trusting the Lord like this. That's the reason it's so important to you and I. It's a daily trust the Lord. Otherwise, you'll be going back to your tarot cards and your, your you know, your uh, whatever, horoscope and everything else. Because you, you have been taught that Jesus won't help you. Preachers get up here and rattle, well, you never know. God answers yes, no, and maybe. <laughs> Excuse me, I need something better than that. Do you shop around for interest rates? Yes, you do. Well, you'll shop around for a better God, too. This guy here. You know, told the Israelites and Isaiah says, yeah, go call on that piece of wood. Ask that wood to do something for you. In other words, that, if you, you don't, don't be asking the Lord for help because you keep running off to these other idols and stuff. That's what the story is all this back here. So anyway, you come down here, they lost everything. You wound up in the book of Judges. It just picks right up at the end of Joshua. And that's where Samson was and Jephthah and uh, Gideon was. Great stories here. Then Ruth and all of a sudden, boom, that's where we are. First Samuel. So let's see what happened. We pick right up. Well, what's interesting here is, was, oh, well, we're just going to take off. Let's see. What, we'll just find out what's interesting. <clears throat> this is the story. Oh, you mean the metaphorical, spiritual story. No, this what, is what happened. The story of Elkanah, a man of the tribe of Ephraim, who lived in Ramoth Zophath in the hills of Ephraim. Now, first Samuel, by the time you get to 17, is David wipes out Goliath. Okay. So Jesus is what? The son of David. And Jesus even mentioned stories from here about uh, when they were his disciples, they were breaking off the heads of wheat. Remember that? And eating. He said, we're not supposed to do that Sabbath day. Can't be doing that. He said, didn't you ever read in the days of Abathar the priest? That's in this book here. So anyway, so that's the reason the Bible's fit together so perfect. Certainly not by a bunch of dope smoking drunk people didn't know what they're doing. Look at this. Because boy, they, they, they sure did. I mean, don't, don't use them. Just say there was a guy. Ah, oh, there was a guy. And there was a guy from, he was some tribe, who cares? Yeah. Chickasaw. No, he wasn't. It was just, don't say that. No, we named him. We're not afraid. Ephraim is who? One of the 12 sons of Jacob. Okay, here we go. Who lived in such and such place in the hills of Ephraim? His father's name was Johoram. His grandfather was Elihu. His great-grandfather, oh, come on, you're losing me here. What, you're just making this stuff up. No, he wasn't. Uh-uh. They had the details. And surely, to goodness, you can go back as far as your grandfather. And if you're inquisitive, you're going to find out. It's like the little joke I like to say. If your parents had kids, chances are you'll have kids. You think about that a second. <laughs> if they didn't have kids, you and me, you know, you should be able to follow your own genealogy so far. Each year, Elkanah, this guy, we'll just call him Ed. Ed and his family journeyed to the tabernacle at Shiloh to worship the Lord of the heavens and to sacrifice to him. So where's Shiloh? Well, we've been reading the Bible. We'd have found out Shiloh. It's in the promised land. It's certainly not in Egypt, Okay. But now these people are still running for cover because the Philistines had taken over. They, the Israelites had wiped out the promised land. They had it, but now it's over with. Somebody else has a national championship, okay? The priests on duty at that time were the two sons of Eli. These guys were clowns. Watch this. Hophni and Phinehas. On the day he presented his sacrifice, Elkanah, or we'll say Ed, uh, would celebrate the happy... Oh, what? Church is not happy. 
This guy needs some preaching, don't he? No, we're the ones that squirreled it all up. When you went before the Lord, it was fantastic. You didn't go, whoa, God, God's going to promise me no money this year. God's going to promise me car wrecks. God's going to promise me losing all everything I got. Are you kidding me? Golly. Here we go. They would celebrate the happy occasion by giving gifts to Penaniah. That's his, and, and his other children. Oh, excuse me. Pre- uh, presents to Penaniah and her children. But although he loved Hannah, did I miss that? Yeah, excuse me. He had two wives. There they are, Hannah and Peniah. Okay, he had two wives, okay. Uh, Peniah had children, but Hannah didn't. Now, I've heard, I've had friends, their names are Hannah. Okay, one of Melody's friends was a pitcher, softball, her name's Hannah. Okay. So anyway, we'll just call that other girl Penny. So anyway, on the day he presented his sacrifice, old Ed would celebrate the happy occasion by giving gifts to Penny, okay, and her children. Although he loved Hannah much more, he could only give her one gift. Okay. Well, it's because it was just her. Think it bothered old Hannah? Yes. For the Lord had sealed her womb. She had no children to give presents to. Oh, look what dirty old Penny did. And we've all, this, this is typical. People can be hateful. Look at this. Peniah made matters worse by taunting Hannah because of her barrenness. Each year it was the same. Penny scoffing and laughing at her as they went to Shiloh, making her cry so much she couldn't eat. Well, we need to call the law. We need to say that's uh, bullying, whatever. Look, it's going to happen if you make laws no matter what, you know. Watch what Hannah does, and maybe if you're getting bullied, if you'll do it, well, it won't be no maybe too. If you do what Hannah did, I don't care what you're being bullied about, you're going to come out fantastic. What's the matter, Hannah? Oh, Ed said. Why aren't you eating? Why make a fuss over having no children? Isn't having me better than ten sons? Well, that sounded good. But as a woman, she was still like, ain't too hot. After supper, when they were at Shiloh, Hannah went over to the tabernacle. That's the church, whatever, okay. And old Eli the priest was sitting at his customary place beside the entrance. She was in deep anguish and was crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. Now that's a, remember, if this worked, this is something we could do. Yeah, really. And she made this vow. Oh, Lord of heaven, if you'll look down upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him to you, okay, back to you. And he'll be yours for his entire lifetime and his hair shall never be cut. Oh, I get it. This is Samson. No, this is Samuel. Samson had already done died. He was three or four hundred years before this. What's the deal about his hair being cut? It's the Nazarite vow. Same thing John the Baptist did. Okay. Anyway, Eli, remember this is not Ed, this is the high priest. You know, he's sitting in his place and he's actually a pretty good sized guy. He's very overweight. Eli noticed her mouth moving and was praying silently, hearing no sound, thought she'd been drinking. Oh, my gosh. Kick her out of the church. No, wait a minute. Must you come here drunk? He demanded, throw away your bottle. He didn't say, man, may the Lord never talk to you again. Man, they had the booze there. You were supposed to bring your booze to church. I'm telling you, you read it yourself. You read it yourself. You had to bring your offering. You bring your wine. You bring all these things. And don't forget, Jesus turned the water into Kool-Aid, right? No, he didn't. Weddings are not supposed to be happy occasions. Well, Jesus certainly thought it was. He turned it into the good wine. Remember, it was better than the stuff that you're supposed to send out. She said, oh, no, sir. I'm not drunk. I'm very sad, and I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Now, stay with the story. Forget everything else. She didn't have any kids. She was taunted by her, what would you call your other wife, a sister? (laughs) Whatever. Not your wife, but whatever the problem. I don't think that, uh, please don't think of me as some drunken bum. In that case, now remember, he's high priest. 
speaking for the Lord, a representative of God. Notice he didn't say, time out, let me go hung and find out what the Lord says. Hum. Wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm getting it. Nope. He never stumbled. Look at this. In that case, cheer up. May the Lord of Israel grant you your petition. Look at that. Whatever it is. He didn't have a thing from the Lord. I know. The Lord's going to cause you to have a son. His name's going to be Samuel. And blah, 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 blah. No. He said in that case, whatever it is. We'll, we'll, we'll go to the Lord sometimes. We'll walk out. We'll talk ourselves out. Lord, you know, you know I use Lord's example. You know, this, this cop's following me, you know, and, you know, and, and I deserve a ticket. <laughs> no, pray your way out of it. Praise. I don't care if you didn't study for your test. Ask the Lord to help you. Praise the Lord. We're not going to learn. Yeah, you will. I graduated college and I had the same prayers. Okay. Anyway. Oh, thank you, sir. She exclaimed and went happily back. Look at that. Oh, thank you, sir. She exclaimed and went happily back and began taking her meals again. What do you think that was? She believed it. She had no reason to think that Eli was not the high priest. She knew all these things. The entire family was up early the next morning. This is chapter 1. And went to uh, the tabernacle to worship the Lord once more. They returned home to Ramah and Elka. That's Ed. Okay, he slept with Hannah. And the Lord remembered her petition. The Lord don't remember ours. Go check out Psalm 20. It says, the God of Jacob. Maybe may he answer all your petitions. Jesus said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. He said, you didn't ask yet. Why don't you ask and see if it works? Praise the Lord. That's John chapter 16. In the process of time, a baby boy was born to her. Just lucky. Just lucky. That I wouldn't call. Uh, don't anybody else try this. Are you kidding? I do it all the time. Backing up my truck. I get out and look. How many times do you think I had to get out and look? Line that ball on that hitch up. Get back in the truck. Back up another couple of inches. And, but man, It's just miraculous. You know? I mean, really, I don't back up but a few times. Sometimes I backed up and it's like putting a hole in one. How did that happen? Well, I'm not going to say I got lucky. I know the Lord's there. He'll help you too. Anyway, notice this. She named him Samuel. Has anybody ever had a friend named Sam? Yeah, I did. That's right. Now watch this. You know what that word means? Look at that. Asked of God. Had a friend in high school. I mean, uh, oh, middle school. Sam Sato was his name. I'll never forget it because we were on a band trip and we were at a bus station and, and he, I remember we're only 13 years old and we had to switch buses. We had a tr- trouble with the Continental Trailway and we were out there kicking rocks and whatever, waiting the rest of our band friends out there. Sam was over here doing something. I said, what are you doing? And he was picking up cigarette butts, peeling them out and we lick them. And he said, if it shows the number six something, whatever, you get a hundred dollars. <laughs> so we were out there going, <laughs> licking all these stupid, <laughs> oh, stupid things you think you know. God. Yeah, really. And how would he know? But his name was what? His name was Sam. What does that mean? Asked of God. Because she said, look at this, because she said, I asked the Lord for him. Wow. The next year, old Ed and Penny and her children went to the annual trip to the tabernacle without Hannah, for she told her husband, I'm going to wait till the baby's weaned, and then I'll take him to the tabernacle. Now, remember what she said? She was going to take him there. Now, if you don't know already, this is Samuel the prophet. This is how he was born. Well, whatever you think's best, old Ed agreed. You know, may the Lord's will be done. So she stayed home until the baby was weaned. Then, though he was still so small, look at that, he was still so small. He ain't going to be no help at that tabernacle. Oh, yeah, he was too. Because, oh, the high priest, Eli, he was better than his sons. But anyway, anyway. 
Then though he was still so small, they took him to the tabernacle in Shiloh along with three, a three-year-old bull full of sacrifice and a bushel of flour and some... Well, they messed up that order, didn't they? No, they didn't. You were supposed to bring your wine. Okay. After the sacrifice, they took the child to Eli. Now, he's the high priest. Wow. I mean, there we go. Sir, do you remember me? Hannah asked him. I am the woman. You thought I was drunk. I stood here uh, that time praying to the Lord. I asked him to give me a child, and he has given me my request. And now I'm giving him to the Lord. Praise the Lord. For as long as he lives. So she left him there at the tabernacle for the Lord to use. Chapter 1. Isn't it amazing? Somebody said, do you ever read the Bible? Well, just here. You've already read one chapter. A lot of people, oh, I read one chapter a day. <gasps> Wore me out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I try to read a chapter a day, whatever, a chapter a week. Look at this. It says, this was Hannah's prayer. How I rejoiced to the Lord. This was after it happened. How he's blessed me, now I have answer, an answer to all my enemies, for the Lord has solved my problem, how I rejoice. Now, she was talking about going to heaven, wasn't she? No, she wasn't. Remember John the Baptist, Mom? She was called the barren one. <laughs> Got a little stigmatism about you. Everybody calls you weird because you don't have any kids. Look at this. No one is as holy as the Lord is. There is no other God, nor any rock like our God. Praise the Lord. Quit acting so proud and arrogant. The Lord knows who, what you've done, and he will judge your deeds. Those who are mighty are mighty no more. Those who are weak are now strong. Those who, are well, are, who were well are now starving. She's just talking about the bad guys here. Those, oh, let's see, look at that. The barren woman now has seven children. She's talking about herself. Wow. Because she, she wound up, she's, we'll see in a second. She will. Uh, she with many children has no more. The Lord kills. The Lord gives life. The Lord has caused to be poor. The other to be rich. He cuts. He cuts one down. Lifts up another. That's not like he's just out there just choosing what he wants to do. She's talking about the wicked here. He lifts the poor from the ashes. Yes, from the pile of ashes, and treats them as princes, sitting in the seats of honor. For all the earth is the Lord's, and He has set the world in order. Look at that. Look at that next verse. He will protect his godly ones. But the wicked shall be silenced in darkness. No one shall succeed by strength alone. Those who fight against the Lord are going to be broken. He thunders against them from heaven. He judge, judges throughout the earth. He gives mighty strength to the king. He gives great glory to his anointed one. Okay, here we go. Keep cruising here. There it goes. So, here we go. So they returned home to Ramah without Samuel. Oh, my God. I cannot. You're, you, woman, you're out of your mind. You better call. I don't know who you're going to call. She wasn't worried. You've got it in the hands of the Lord. Now look at this. She left her little boy. Look at this. Now the sons of Eli were evil men who didn't love the Lord. It was their regular practice to send a servant whenever someone was coming to offer a sacrifice. And while the flesh of the sacrifice of the animal was boiling, the servant would put in a three-pronged hook, let's go fishing, in the pot and demand that whatever is brought up be given to Eli's sons. A three-pronged hook? You're just about to get it all. Well, that was the whole idea. <laughs> They're just wicked. And Moses had already said, don't anybody uh, you know, mess with these sacrifices. They belong to the Lord. But these clowns, look what they were doing. They treated all the Israelites in this way when they came to Shiloh to worship. Man. Well, anyway, watch what happens. I've already read this. and You may have too. Sometimes the servant would even come before the rite of burning the fat on the altar had been performed. And he would demand raw meat before it was boiled so that they could use it for roasting. If the man offering the sacrifice, let's say it was you and me, you know, replied, hey, take as much as you want, but the fat's got to be burned first. As the law Then the servant would say, no, give it to me now or I'll take it by force. Okay, okay. Stay in my lane. 
Wow. So the sin of these young men was very great. Now, who were they? They were the new priest in line. Their daddy was high priest, and he was the two guys. For they treated the people's offerings up to the Lord with contempt. Samuel, though only a child, remember, he'd just been weaned. He's just little. Watch this. Was the Lord's helper and wore a little linen robe, just like the priest. I mean, really, it was, it, truly, it was darling. Look at this. Each year, his mother what? Well, I forgot about it. No, she could never forget this kid. She loved it. Boy, each year she made him a new little uh, priest outfit, a coat for him, and brought it to him when she came with her husband for the sacrifice. Before they returned home, Eli would bless Elkanah and Hannah, look at this, and ask God to give them other children to take the place of this one they had given to the Lord. Well, you only get one wish and it's over with. No, that's the stupid stuff about fake stuff, genie in the bottle. You get three, three wishes. That's not Jesus. It's Christmas all the time. Well, Jesus, praise the Lord. We're the ones who put him in a box and say, well, Lord, I don't want to bother you. You know, like some things I've seen, you know, Jimmy Stewart, you know, and Wonderful Life. I'm not a praying man, you know. We're all praying. If we're not praying, we need to get praying, you know. It's a good movie. I like that movie. Notice in that movie, when he prayed, he was going to commit suicide, and boom, he was rescued. Somebody had been reading the Bible when they made that movie. Okay, the Lord gave Hannah three sons and two daughters. Wow! Meanwhile, Samuel grew up in the service of the Lord. Eli was very old, and he was very aware of what was going on around him. He knew, for instance, that his sons were, what? Oh, God. little church sex going on. Look at that. His sons were seducing the young women. Good grief. Who assisted at the assistance at the entrance of the tabernacle? See how spiritual this story is. This is history. We're getting a lot of spiritual things out of it, but certainly we would have. Uh, we're going to omit that. No, these clowns were doing that. I've been hearing terrible reports from the Lord's people about what you're doing. Eli told his sons. But remember, well, let's keep reading. It's an awful thing to make the people, the Lord's people, sin. Ordinary sin receives heavy punishment. How much more this sin of yours that's been committed against the Lord? But they wouldn't listen to their dad, for the Lord was already planning to kill them. <gasps> Are you kidding? Remember what happened to Aaron's sons? Aaron's tried to go in there and light a match and say, "Hey, we got a new idea. To do. We're going to put this kind of incense in there." And they got charred when they went before the presence of the Lord. Can you imagine what these clowns are doing? <sighs> anyway, let's keep going. Little Samuel, oh, I lost it right there. Let's see, where we go? Mm, yeah, little Samuel was growing in two ways. He was getting taller, wasn't he? Here he comes. Stay with it, using your own mind. Remember, he was little. He's getting taller now. He was becoming everyone's favorite. Man, I would have been tickled if I had to go to the tabernacle back in these days. First off, it represented, the, the ark was in there, you know. Because this fixing to get stolen here in a minute. Let's keep reading. He was getting taller and everyone, and he was becoming everyone's favorite. And he was the favorite of the Lord's too, I guess, according to that bunch that was there. But the Lord loved him anyway. You imagine this? Remember, it was a time of giving. It was Christmas every time you went every year. Giving gifts. To, it was a happy thing. You brought your lamb. What was the lamb for? It was a sacrifice for your sins. Praise the Lord. We're the ones who say, wow, you got to come listen to the preacher squawk for an hour. Hear the choir sing some dumb song. Well, that's what it's boiled down to today in some places. God, I can't wait to get out of there. i got to go to the restaurant. Oh, God, preacher stepping on my toes. Well, he probably was, you know. But it wasn't the Bible. He just picked his favorite stuff and subject and whatever. I used to go to church one time. And he, the preacher, it's Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama, Bluff Park Baptist. I was a youth director there for two and a half years. And boy, I tell you, the preacher just, he just, he, he thought you were in sin if you watched boxing on TV. And he just went nuts over that. 
And I, wa I was watching the older men. I was only 19 at the time. And I watched these. It was, it was rubbing the cat the wrong way with these other men in there. Man, I tell you. And I like Donald Trump. And Donald Trump, buddy, he knows every boxer in the world. You know, he does. And all the other heavyweight stuff, he knows all of them. Can you imagine that? There's other people that do too. But anyway, but just wasting time focusing on something like that. And besides that, the New Testament, Paul even wrote and says, I'm not one that beats the air. The scripture was talking about boxing. So how can you, mm, just whatever. Okay, it's like women in makeup. Focus on that. And it's not even, not even in the scripture. Gee, whatever. <clears throat> okay, where did we get to? Okay, he was everyone's favorite, even the Lord. One day, a prophet came to Eli and gave him a special message from the Lord. And there's what he said. Didn't I demonstrate my power? Look at this. When the people of Israel were slaves in Egypt. Wait a minute. What book is this? This is Samuel. Let's see. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. But I heard Egypt never happened. It happened. They came out of there, buddy. Pharaoh lost his kingdom. All of Egypt was destroyed and the Israelites came out. Didn't I demonstrate my power when the people of Israel were slaves in Egypt? Didn't I choose your ancestor Levi among all his brothers to be my priest and sacrifice upon my altar and to burn incense and to wear a priestly robe as he served me? And didn't I assign the sacrificial offerings to you priests? Then why are you so greedy? They were like, well, we need some extra food here because we'll have a big old party over here. And all the other offerings that are brought to me. Why have you honored your sons more than me? For you and they have become fat from the very best of the offerings of my people. Therefore I, the Lord, God of Israel, declare that although I promised that your branch of the tribe of Levi could always be priest, it is ridiculous to think, remember, there was more than one Levi around or one descendant of Aaron. So he's saying you're over with. Okay. It's ridiculous to think that what uh, you are doing can continue. I will honor only those who honor me, and I'll despise those who despise me. I will put an end to your family so that it will no longer serve as priest. You know. Every member will die before his time. None shall live to be old. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. stop it here a second. That's not us. Well, hello. Guess what? You're going to live long. Yeah, but I might have a car wreck and die. Who told you that? Somebody told you that. Yeah, oh, my best friend, he died in a car wreck, you know. Well, don't worry about your best friend. Focus on you and Jesus keeping you safe. He will. Quit thinking your number's fixing to come up. Look at this. None shall live to be old. Do you know in Deut uh, Genesis, the book we don't believe. Oh, yeah, we do here, but I'm just saying. Genesis chapter 15, God told Abraham, you will live to be, no, you'll live to a ripe old age. And that promises to all of his descendants. That's you and I too. You will envy the prosperity I will give to my people, but your family will be in distress and need. Now, whoa, 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 hold on. You will envy the prosperity I will give to... Yeah, take it. There's so much prosperity out there for us. Jesus wants you to have it. They weren't gambling over his dirty underwear on the cross. He had some good duds, man. Gucci or whatever. It was good stuff. I mean, these were Roman officers that hated the Jews. Well, they gamble. I don't want that stinky mess. God, you can have it. No. I was reading about that the other day too, and right after they did that, Nicodemus and them, they came with a hundred pounds of spices. And I thought, <clears throat> that weight didn't go away. So Jesus was encased in that stuff. That's the reason when they walked in, they saw the grave cloths there. They said, Whoa, I believe. <laughs> Somebody came out of that concrete. Wow, yeah. Okay, none of them will live out his days. Boy, we will. Remember, the, Moses said, the number of your days I will fulfill. That was the angel that spoke to Moses when they, came, when they got through the Red Sea. Wow, that's, that's Exodus 20. 
I'll bless your water and bless your bread. Take sickness. I'll miss you. Okay. Those who are uh, left alive will live in sadness and grief, and their children shall die by the sword. Yeah, a stray bullet may get me. No, this was for those bad guys, and a stray bullet's not going to get you. You can forget it. And to prove that what I said will come true, I will cause your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, to die the same day. Then I'll raise up a faithful priest who will serve me and do whatever I tell him to. I will bless his descendants, his family shall be my priest and my kings forever. Then all your descendants shall bow before him, begging for, for money and food. Please, they will say, give me a job among the priests that I, that I will have enough to eat. But as you notice, it ain't going to happen. Okay, we're going to stop right here. It goes real fast. Watch this. Meanwhile, Samuel, he's still little. He was helping the Lord by assisting Eli. Messages from the Lord were rare in those days. Now, whose fault was that? God. Anyway, but one night, this is a fake story. What's it? One night, after Eli had gone to bed, for he was almost blind with age now, and Samuel was sleeping. Now, look at this. He was sleeping in the temple near the ark. Wow, what a cool place for him to be. Remember, that's where the cherubim were over there. The Ten Commandments were in there. and Aaron's rod that budded. What else was in there? Some manna and a jar. Awesome little thing. That's where we have the table of the Lord. It's, a, you know, it's basically, well, you've seen it. <clears throat> okay. The Lord called out, Sam, Sam. Samuel, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? Now, remember, he's just, he's still, he's somewhere in here, isn't he? You know? He jumped up, ran to Eli. Here I am. What do you want? He asked. Remember, Eli's going to say, well, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. This is just a cool story. You think the Lord will call me? Uh, hello, look at the picture over here. He's talking all the time. Okay, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called again. Samuel. Samuel jumped up, <laughs> ran to Eli. <laughs> what do you mean? No, I didn't call you, my son. Eli said, go back to bed. Samuel had never had a message from Jehovah before. That's the Lord. Now the Lord called the third time. And once more, Samuel jumped up, ran to Eli. Yes. He asked, what do you need? Eli, Eli picks up on it this time. He goes, oh, 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 I got it. Eli realized it was the Lord who had spoken to the child. So he said to Samuel, go lie down. If he calls again, say, yes, Lord, I'm listening. Boy, that's a great thing to tell the Lord. Just, and don't sit there and go, he, he never talks to me. <laughs> if you read the Bible, let the Bible be your source of what the Lord does. Okay, not other people. He does. We just got through. We started with he'll never leave you nor forsake you. What is he, a deaf mute? He's not listening. I'm not listening to Richard. I'm not going to talk to him. What's he there for? Well, I'll answer that. He's there to see. <gasps> Richard made a mistake. Mm -mm. He took care of my mistakes. And the Lord came and called before Samuel, Samuel. Samuel replied, yes, I'm listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, I'm going to do something shocking in Israel. Now remember, he's just a kid. Uh, okay, I'm going to do all the dreadful things I warned your boss about, Eli about. I've continually threatened him and his family with punishment because his sons are blaspheming God and he doesn't stop them. Did you see the mercy of God there? He tried to tell him to stop. Stop, 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 stop. How much time has Eli got left? He's an old guy. Oh, mercy. Anyway, so much mercy. And I vowed that his, the sins of Eli and his sons shall never be forgiven by sacrifices and offerings. Samuel stayed in bed until morning. Then he opened the doors. Hey, open up. I got, hey, boss, I got it open for you. He was afraid to tell Eli what the Lord had said to him. But Eli called him. Now look what Eli said. He's smart. Smart guy. Uh, my son, what did the Lord say to you? Tell me everything 
I think this is funny. Now remember, this is a kid here that's listening. And may God punish you if you hide anything from me. The King James says, may the Lord do to you whatever you don't tell me. <laughs> and he goes, oh, <laughs> he tells him what happened. Uh, anyway, so Samuel told him what the Lord said. Anyway, it's the Lord's will. Eli replied, let him do what he thinks is best. As Samuel grew, the Lord was with him, and the people listened very carefully to his advice. All Israel, from one end of the land to the other, knew Samuel was going to be a prophet of the Lord. Then the Lord began to give messages to him there at the tabernacle in Shiloh, and he passed them on to the people of Israel. That's not like he had a cute little message being a pastor. No, uh-uh. It was more detailed than that. Okay, we're, we're, we're stopping right here. By chapter 4, oh, this is where the ark gets lost. And then, remember, by 17, oh... David's on the scene. He kills Goliath because the Philistines are about to wipe out Jerusalem. They're about to wipe out Israel again. It's just a historic timeline. Anyway, so what'd you get out of that? A bunch of stuff. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're the same. You were there. You helped Samuel. You helped his mother, praise the Lord. You tried to help Eli. And Father, we just thank you for trying to help us. If we're not feeling good today, you'll take care of that. What's healing to you? Praise the Lord. We want to feel good, so help us, Lord. Same thing's true financially. If we're hurting financially, we just saw here that we got this prosperity from the Lord. Praise the Lord. And if it's something else that we didn't mention today, it's just some other problem that's dogging our tracks today, we know you'll get rid of that. Praise the Lord. We'll be like Hannah asking you, Lord, hey, help us. Get us out of trouble. So that doesn't leave anything left for us to go tell others what great things you've done in our life as we tell others about Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, that's 1 Samuel 1 through 3, wasn't it? Praise the Lord. Glory.